Good morning from the Financial Times. Today is Monday, August 21st, and this is your FT News Briefing. Some of the biggest names in private equity are having a tough time these days, and Iran is struggling with oil prices that are too low. Yeah, apparently that's a thing. Plus, a severe drought that's affecting the Panama Canal is causing major headaches for the global shipping industry. We'll take a look at whether anything can be done about it. I'm Mark Filipino, and here's the news you need to start your day. Private equity giants are handing over companies they own to lending arms of rivals. Over the past few months, KKR and Bain Capital let go of portfolio companies to places they had borrowed from. Meanwhile, Goldman Sachs and Carlyle's PE units are in the process of doing the same thing. Private equity-owned businesses are struggling, partly because some of the debt used to finance buyouts wasn't hedged against interest rate rises. But it's not just high interest rates. Private equity groups are also struggling with supply chain issues and sticky inflation. While Western governments are struggling to keep fuel prices down, Iran is facing a very different problem. Its petrol is too cheap. A liter in Iran will run you just three cents. Compare that to $1.10 at the pump in the U.S. or just under two pounds in the U.K. Iran keeps its prices low through heavy government subsidies. Here to talk about why that's become an issue is the FT's Tehran correspondent, Najmeh Buzorgmer. Hi, Najmeh. Hello. Hi. Okay, so first of all, let's take a step back. Why does Iran have these subsidies in the first place? As you know, Iran sits on uh, some of the world's biggest oil and gas reserves. And uh, traditionally, there have always been subsidies on energy in Iran. But this is turning into a big burden on uh, the government's shoulders. And uh, many people believe it's not sustainable. But on the other hand, it's almost impossible to cut subsidies. People think this is their right to have cheap energy. So the government is in a way stuck between high expectations of people and the reality on the ground, uh, which makes it uh, very difficult to have these subsidies going on. Okay, so you mentioned that Iran has had these subsidies for you know, quite a long time. Why is that more of a problem now than it's been in the past? Most of the years, over the past decades, Iran has been struggling with U.S. sanctions. Uh, Iran's uh, revenues have been shrinking. In the meantime, inflation is really high. In recent years, it has been around 40% every year. So it's very difficult to keep the petrol prices so low. Najme, as I understand it, Iran now has to import petrol these days. Is, is that right? For about one decade, Iran did not need to import petrol anymore. Uh, suddenly this year, because of the gap between supply and demand, it seems they have been importing again. Of course, authorities do not acknowledge that any imports uh, have been happening, but uh, analysts believe imports have started since February, March. So this is extra financial burden on the government. If you buy 
petrol at global prices, which are high, and uh, sell it at home almost at no price. Okay, so what is the government doing to address this problem with its finances? The oil minister uh, and other officials, and in recent days, they have said there would not be any rise in prices. People just do not believe authorities. They think overnight they might increase prices. So you can see these days huge lines outside petrol stations that people are just rushing to pumps. Najme, do you think there's a chance that the government rolls back the subsidies, or is that just politically impossible for them? For now, it's a political impossibility because there is also going to be a parliamentary election early next year, and the government uh, definitely needs to show that uh, the regime has uh, legitimacy. Any change in petrol prices, any cut in subsidies will definitely destroy that chance. So I highly doubt that there will be any change in prices, at least over the next year. That's the FT's Najme Bazorgmer. Thanks, Najme. Thank you. The Panama Canal is the gateway for shipping trade between the Atlantic and Pacific Oceans. It's a key transit route for U.S. liquefied natural gas and for fruits from South America. But a drought this year has shrunk water levels in the Panama Canal, and it's caused serious disruption. Christine Murray is the FT's Mexico and Central America correspondent. She joins me now. Hi, Christine. Hi. Okay, so how bad is the disruption to shipping that goes through the canal? The problem essentially is the canal relies on fresh water for its locks. And this year, the rainfall is well below what it would normally be at this point. The first half um, of the year was the second driest in almost a century. So that meant that they put in place some restrictions. They limited the number of crossings to 32 a day instead of around 36. And that's the first time they've done that. Now, which routes and which type of cargo are being most affected by these restrictions? The cost of shipping from China to the U.S. Gulf Coast through the canal has jumped more than a third since the end of June. Waiting times for tankers carrying liquefied natural gas, which are some of the most affected by this, increased from eight days to 18 days in just a few weeks. And food products from South America going to Europe could also be affected because these restrictions are likely to be in place until next year, the canal has said. Mm. So what are these shipping companies doing? Are there other routes for the cargo to take? Like, what does the workaround look like? In the second half of the year, as Christmas approaches, shipping usually picks up again. So companies want to have more flexibility to put on more ships and won't be able to. I mean, one alternative route from Asia to the US is the Suez Canal, but that adds a week to journey time. So it's not ideal. And it seems like we're not quite there yet. But given, again, that these restrictions would last until next year, it's something that the shipping companies are certainly uh, you know, looking at and worried about. So going back to the drought, what's causing it? Why are we seeing this? So Panama has seen increasingly unpredictable rainfall and it has had droughts in recent years more often than before, uh, something that researchers attribute to climate change. Uh, But we also have this year El Nino, which 
happens every two to seven years and warms the Pacific Ocean surface and changes temperature and rainfall patterns. So that's expected to exacerbate this problem that's already there in the second half of the year. Christine, is the country of Panama going to do anything to fix this long term? Is there anything they can do? Panama still hasn't decided what the you know major long-term solution is going to be, but it sounds like discussions are gathering pace given this drought that's happening now. And there's a project that the canal itself is looking at as a kind of leading option to build a new reservoir in a different region, which they say could mitigate the water issues until 2075. But obviously it's a very big project. It's not something that's going to be fixed in the immediate short term. Christine Murray is the FT's Mexico and Central America correspondent. Thanks, Christine. Thanks. You can read more on all of these stories at FT.com for free when you click the links in our show notes. This has been your daily FT News Briefing. Make sure you check back tomorrow for the latest business news. Hi, this is Matt. And Sean. From Two Black Guys. With good credit. From a local business to a global corporation. Partnering with Bank of America gives your operation access to exclusive digital tools, award-winning insights, and business solutions so powerful, you'll make every move matter. Visit bankofamerica.com slash banking for business to learn more. What would you like the power to do? Bank of America, N.A., copyright 2024. Protect your dream home with American Family Insurance. And you can weather any storm. You'll also save up to 25% by bundling home, auto, and life. American Family Insurance. Get a quote. Find an agent at AmFam.com. Products not available in every state. Discounts may not apply to all coverages on an auto or home policy. Discounts do not apply to life insurance policies. Visit AmFam.com to learn how discounts may apply to you. American Family Mutual Insurance Company, S.I. and its operating companies, American Family Life Insurance Company, 6000 American Parkway, Madison, Wisconsin.